Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Uh, it's good to be back, actually. Um, I've had, yeah, we've had three weeks off. This is the first Sunday back for the Wardlaws. We have been doing nothing, absolutely nothing. And um, there was a bit of like online church there like last week and I, and I visited a, a friend's church. But man, it's so good to be home, eh? Like, you know, nothing beats um, being home. So I'm, I'm pumped and I am pumped to talk about my holiday actually. Um, so I'm sorry to gloat. <laughs> There'll just be a little bit of a gloating, but can you guys just pray with me first? Yeah, Lord, Father, I thank you so much just for what you're already doing this morning, for what you're doing in, in our hearts. Lord, we thank you for worship and just we keep worshipping you now, Lord, just even as you, as you speak to us, we keep worshipping you and we keep honouring your name. We love you, Lord, and just bless the rest of today in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so my family and I, we've just, yeah, we've just returned from this a really amazing holiday. We, had a, we were blessed to be able to go away um, for part of it. I'd love to tell you where we went, but you know, you know how it goes. You can't tell people where you go because then you'll go there and then it'll start getting overcrowded and, you know, all this stuff. So I hope you understand. But it was a great, great, great spot, okay? And it was while we were away um, is where God spoke to me um, for today's message, okay? And so I just want you to picture this. Put your holiday goggles on right now. And so we 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 had our own pool, which was really cool. And... It's one one morning I've just I've dived into this pool, not not an Olympic dive, like it was more of a belly flop, but that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> but I've dived into this pool and I'm just going under, right? And there's commotion happening all like above me, right? I've got three kids, okay, they're bomb diving in, there's sinkies going everywhere. <laughs> My whole family's there, right? It's just commotion, commotion, noise, noise, noise up the top. But here I am just swimming down, just deeper and deeper. And you know what it's like when you're just so deep at the bottom of a pool, it's quiet and it's peaceful and the sun was just shining down, the water was perfect, right? And it was at this moment, right, that I decided to ask God a question. It was a simple question. I just said, God, where are you taking me this year? Okay, and that's like, that's a pretty standard question and I think maybe a lot of us ask God that from time to time and I know I do especially when I'm you know looking for some guidance I'm like God where are you taking me but on this day it was just out of curiosity actually because it's beginning of the year and I just I want to know where are you taking me God and so I wasn't actually really expecting him to answer me back probably straight away in the same breath (laughs) underwater right it was a simple question but he gave me a simple pretty simple answer back and he said Matt take me with you this year so that is the title of our message this morning take me with you 
So I want to ask, does anyone here think they're like pretty good at stuff? Like you can just pick up stuff really quickly and you're an instant pro. Like even fixing, okay, we'll say fixing stuff. Come on, be honest. Is there, I know there's a few here. Like Pastor Dan's actually like really good at everything that he does. <laughs> right? Oh, I can, I work with him. I can see that. There's a few people here. And he's going to hate this, right? But my dad is actually one of these people. And my, my parents are here this morning, actually. They're second row. So excited that they're here. But my dad is one of these people, right? And he'll, he's Mr. Humble. Not, not Wally the weightlifter humble, but he's actually humble, right? He'll, he won't tell you this, but he can. he can. I think that he can do it all. Anything he picks up. He can fix, I've seen him fix appliances, machines, cars, model cars, okay. Whatever he picks up, he can do. And I don't know what happened, I must have been dropped at birth, but <laughs> that gene did not carry on <laughs> and I'm, it's frustrating, <laughs> it really is. But anyway, but I had these memories as a kid, okay, of dad like working on our car, for instance. And um, you know, there's a, it could be a tricky situation, like he can't, he just can't undo that bolt or like, you know, there's just something that he just not, isn't working out. But you know what? He always figured out a way. He always figures out a way, right? And you know what? I know his trick. <laughs> I do, I know his trick. Yeah, there's a bit of natural ability there. I'll give him that. But you know what he does? He takes God with him. He takes God with him in these situations, in the little things and the big things. And both of my parents, actually, they do this time and time again. They teach me just to take God with them. And so what does it look like if we don't take God with us? Okay, I'm sure you can probably think of some situations in your own own life where you've made some choices and you realise you didn't take God with you during that time. And it could have been, could have been applying, uh, buying a new house, right? It could have been moving interstate. could have been going for a job, right? And you've, you've done all this and then you realise afterwards, you're like, okay, I probably should have brought God along with that. And man, I'm guilty, hey, throughout my life, time and time again, you think I'd learn, <laughs> but... I, don't, I haven't taken God with me in some choices and yep, I regret that. So this is a problem and this is a problem for all of us. I'm sorry, but at some point and in some form, we all do this. We leave God behind and go, go on our own journey. And you know, there's situations in the Bible, okay, and you guys could easily think of your own, of where people didn't take God with them. You know, I think of the Israelites after Joshua after Joshua's death, right, they just started disobeying God um, and the turmoil started happening for years and years. Okay, they didn't take God with them. They weren't faithful and they disobeyed him. And so it could have been different for them. So today, we're going to explore what God means by take me with you. Okay, and we're going to start by unpacking the difference first between God being with us right, and taking God with us. And just before I do, I do realise there is this like, this theological difference 
between these things. And I just want to be clear where we're not going today is about you or I making our own plans and then God blessing us through it. That's not where we're going today. Okay, so God is with us. So for most um, seasoned believers, it's a fairly safe statement to make, hey, God is with us. I've been hearing it my whole life. God is with you, Matt. And you know, we can, we can say that through our faith. We know that God is with us, but we can also prove it biblically. Just a quick few examples. Psalm 118, the Lord is with me. I'll not be afraid. Deuteronomy 31, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. And in the New Testament, through the Holy Spirit, Matthew 28, 20. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Okay, it's everywhere through the Bible. God is with us and God is with you. And I don't know about you, but like, I find this reassuring. Okay, even being a Christian for most of my life, right, where I hear it time and time again, every time I still find it reassuring to know that God is with me. And maybe there's just, there could be some people here today that actually only came here this morning to hear that. (laughs) Maybe you just needed a simple reminding, right? You're going through something and you just needed to be reminded. And that's cool. If that is you, I'd love you to stay (laughs) because there could be more (laughs) for you yet. Right, and so, yeah, as I said, as a kid, I was taught, Matt, you know, make sure you remember God is with you. Matt is always, is always with you, Matt. And it's funny how, like, you know, you listen and you take these things on, but it's maybe not until you go through something in life that you really realise it. I have this, I have this story, this memory, right, as a kid, and our family, we were, we were going south on a holiday, right? We were, we were going south, and somewhere along the line, we stopped to get something to eat. And it was in this place, right, that I, being a kid, you know, I needed to go to the toilet because that's what kids do all the time. <laughs> and so my family are in the cafe eating and I've gone into the toilet and I'm sitting in, in this cubicle, right, and somebody else comes in and it's just me. I was the only one in there until somebody else comes in. I can hear them and I can tell that this person isn't happy, okay? There's a lot of yelling you know, a lot of moaning and it's just, this person wasn't in a good place. And so I managed to like peek through the crack, right? <laughs> peek through the crack of my cubicle just in time to see this person just punch the mirror and it completely smashed. Okay, so I'm, I don't know, mum's got a memory of a What's the good, is it a hippo? Is that what has a good memory? I don't know, my mum's got an amazing memory. So how old, how old do you reckon I was? 10, okay, thank you, that's good. So picture yourself as a 10 year old, right? I don't know about you, but I was pretty shy and timid, you know, back then and, and, then I, and this scared me, okay? This is a scary situation for a 10 year old to be in on their own. And so I'm terrified. And luckily, this person, after he's punched this mirror, he decides to leave, which is a big relief. But he decided on his way out to flick the lights off. Right. Okay, so it's pure darkness. <laughs> it's pure darkness. Okay, and I'm, I already suffer with claustrophobia and all this stuff. 
probably fear of darkness. I don't know. But here I am, no phone, no light. It is dark and I have to make my way out. And so I'm terrified. I will not lie about that. But I do remember, I do remember saying, God, would you be with me now? Would you get me out of here? Okay, and he did. I got out. I got out somehow. I was traumatised and white as a ghost. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, but I was thankful to be alive. And I felt that God was with me. So maybe you have your own story of a time when you knew that God was with you. So how can our lives today be different if we actively choose to take God with us? Is there a difference between God being with us already and taking him with us? And today I want to show you that God, he desires, right? He desires this real relationship with you. And that can be built up on trust and dialogue. He desires for us a fruitful life, okay, a fruitful life. And we can have this by being with him. Okay, so this morning I want to encourage you by providing, I've got five words, okay, five words that I feel can build that relationship well, I know, I know this can build our relationship with our Heavenly Father. And for all the OCD people out there, you know what? All these words start with the letter I. So thank you. You can, no worries, no worries. <laughs> okay, but first of all, he's got their Bible here. Can you guys turn to Genesis chapter 22? We are going Old, Old Testament today. This is our good friend Abraham. Good guy. Okay, the reading is up on the screen too. So Genesis chapter 22. We're going to read a bit here, but it's all important. Okay, sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son whom you love, Isaac, And go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. And he said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We'll worship and then we'll come back to you. So Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and wood are here. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. 
But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld me from your son, your only son. And Abraham looked up and there in a thicket, he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over, took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. First of all, God desires intentional choice, intention. Choosing to take God with us, for some of us, can actually be an act of obedience. And it could be a time when God is after that deliberate yes from us. So an intention, guys, is an idea, okay? It's an idea or a plan of what you're going to do. And in this story of Abraham, we can see that there's a plan in place. God was testing Abraham to deepen his capacity to obey God and to develop his character. And to Abraham's credit, he went along with this plan and he was willing to sacrifice his only son. So you think about right now, you, are you being tested right now? And I know, I know there's people in here that are, they're going through a, a time of uncertainty, yep, a time of some change happening. And so I want to ask you this question, if this is you. Are you intentionally honouring God during this time, even if it means a bit of suffering? And so maybe, maybe you know what to do. Maybe you know what comes next. Or maybe, maybe you're, you're still seeking God about it. But what I do know is that God, He wants to move in our lives. And sometimes that actually means being put to the test and a bit of suffering. Number two, God desires involvement. As I've been praying this week and I've just been sitting on those four words he gave me, take me with you, I sense that God wants to be involved. Okay, he wants to be involved more with all of us. According to the Oxford Dictionary, the word involvement, right, can mean a couple of things. One, the fact or condition of being involved with or participating in something. Or two, an emotional or personal association with someone. I love that. Hey, I don't know. I don't know if it's just because I'm a college student at the moment, but I actually love the dictionary. And it's funny how many times I look up just a normal standard everyday word and you can actually bring it into some context of like your walk with God. But I love that. God wants to be involved in our lives and he wants to have that personal and emotional association with us. And yep, he already knows us. Okay, that's clear. Real quick, Genesis 2, I'm the creator and you are my creation. I breathed into your nostrils the breath of life. Psalm 139, I knit you together in my mother's womb. Matthew 10, I know the number of hairs on your head. And Psalm 139, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay, so we can't deny that God already knows us. He created us uniquely and perfectly. 
But guys, his real, his real desire is for us to know him and have that personal relationship. And I love the verse in, um, in that reading of Abraham when he's on his way to the mountain and he says to his servants, stop, wait here with the donkey while the boy and I go over there and we're going to worship and then we're going to come back. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah, there's a lot of element of faith in that, but he knows like despite what's going to happen and, he, and despite what the outcome is going to be, it's clear that Abraham, he has this, this understanding of, of what God's going to do and he has this relationship with God and he's going to keep trusting him no matter what. And that trust can only come through relationship. So over time, right, in my own life, I realised the more I involve God in my daily life, like daily, the more I, more I get close to him, the more I can actually understand and, you know, his voice. You know, and I'm not going to deny this morning that I love talking to God about everything, okay? God, what, what breakfast should I eat this morning? God, what workout should I do later? God, what are the best undies to wear today? And normally it's just me laughing at my own joke afterwards that I'll probably just wear the holy ones. <sighs> but Tash knows there are holy ones. <laughs> all right. So with all jokes aside, I feel like the more we can treat him as a friend, right, as a friend and walk through life with our best friend and being open to the fact that he already knows us anyway. He already knows the good and the bad. So why not be completely open with him? If we include him in our daily tasks, I honestly do believe and I feel that this gives God an opportunity just to um, impart good things that he has for us. So how much do you involve God in life currently? Moving on, number three, God desires intimacy. God desires that intimate relationship with us, that closeness and time. Having a personal relationship with God begins the moment we actually realise that we need him. God has always desired to be close to us, right? A meaning of intimacy can be defined as a close familiarity or friend, friendship. Before Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden, he and Eve would, they, they, they knew God on an intimate level, right? They, they walked with him in the garden and they talked directly to him. And if we look back at Abraham, it's actually interesting to read, if you, if you read earlier in Genesis Around chapter 15, you know, you, you have this understanding that Abraham's concerned that he's got no children, okay? And God promised him, though, that you're going to have many. You're going to have countless children. And into this, yeah, obviously comes faith. It keeps coming back to faith as well. But Abraham, he chose to believe God. And when it says that Abraham believed, we can actually understand this further in the book of James chapter 2 in the New Testament says that his belief motivated him 
to submit and obey God. Abraham believed and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friend. And it was because of intimacy, right, that Abraham trusted God. See, Abraham, he already knew this situation was from God, right? He knew it because he was able to distinguish God's voice. And that's huge. Okay, we're going to come back to that in a second. Being able to distinguish God's voice. God had already promised Abraham that he'd, have a, he'd be a father of many nations. And Isaac, Isaac was that fulfilment of that promise. So when God told Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, he didn't question God because he trusted him. And that trust can only come from intimacy. So you and I need, we need this intimacy right with God and he desires it so much. And we need to hear God's voice clearly. Okay, you think about some hard times in your life when you really, really needed to hear God's voice. Okay, and maybe you did and that's awesome. Or maybe, like me, sometimes it's been, it's been mumbled, it's been muttered, it's, you don't know, was that God or like was that me? So we need to be able to distinguish God's voice and that comes through intimacy. So are you, are you seeking that intimacy with God today? Are you involving him in, in daily choices? There is one thing to involve him, right? But that closeness with him is, is that real desire of his. Cool, moving on. God desires impact. Impact, taking God with us in all the small things. Okay, I, I believe there is this some kind of impact right, that happens and not just in us, right, but in other people when they get to witness us involving God in everything. Tasha and I have been, we've been parents now for over 11 years, right, and that, so what, that puts us into the category of we kind of know what we're doing. <laughs> Obviously the first 10 years are like we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> but I think we've jumped up to level one, which is so good. But one thing, one thing that we commonly agree on, right, one thing is that we just, we should pray about everything. We should pray about everything. And recently we've had, we've been, we've had a couple of opportunities where we've been able to pray with our son, okay? And over just a couple of things, uh, praying for a sick family member and praying for that there'd be toilet paper at the shops. <laughs> it's desperate times, hey, who... <laughs> Who would have thought you'd be praying that there'd be toilet paper in the shops? But there was one more night that I wanted to use paper towel. <laughs> Sorry about that. Bit too much info there. But these prayers, right, these two prayers, they've been answered immediately. Okay, and you should see, you should see the impact that this has had on our son. Involving God in everything, it builds, it builds us up. It builds others up. It's a faith builder. And so I like to, I like to think of these moments, right, as, as seeds, right? As children of God, we are, we're called to be productive. All of our health and our money, time and abilities, they come from Him and He tasks us with putting them to use, for good use for the kingdom, and these seeds, they might be small, right? So for Tasha and I, 
us a couple of minutes out of our day, okay? It's a couple of minutes to sit down with our son and pray these prayers, okay? And it, and it mightn't be a big deal for us, but it's these seeds, right, that can produce fruit and then this fruit can produce those generational impacts. Have you ever stopped and thought about maybe what the impact was like on Isaac? <laughs> right, maybe later in life when his own father, Abraham, was willing to sacrifice him on the altar. It's a crazy thought. <laughs> Dad? Well, what about the actual impact, right, of Abraham's willingness to obey God? We read in verse 15 onwards, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham from a second time, from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. So if we're willing to take God with us and to be open to what he wants to do in our lives, there is going to be impact, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Last point, God desires increase. He desires to increase. And I believe that increase is God's will for us today. And what I mean by that is when something increases, it means to go up a level, yeah? Increase can mean becoming something becoming bigger or better. And most of what I've spoken about requires a level of obedience or faith or stepping out, right? But by taking God with us and actively choosing to be with Him, this allows God to move in our lives. He wants to increase us, okay? Take us to new places, reveal new things. That word that Deb brought this morning, he's got something new. In the story of Abraham, the increase, okay, came through the covenant God made with him, promising him a family, his family, a great nation, and a land of plenty. And then this covenant, it was renewed again with Isaac. But only after Abraham provided his total faith and offering to give everything to the Lord, including his one and only son. I love the Passions version of Psalm 115. It's not up on the screen, but just listen to this. And this psalm, it was traditionally sung um, at the Passover meal, commemorating um, Israel's escape from slavery in Egypt. So yes, he will bless his devoted lovers who bow before him, no matter who they are. God himself will fill you with more. Blessing upon blessing will be heaped upon you and upon your children from the maker of heaven and earth, the very God who made you. God is ready to bless his people. Okay, he wants to increase you. He wants to increase you with more peace, more wisdom, more spiritual discernment, more joy, more love, all those fruits too, yeah? He wants to increase. And so in order for God to increase, 
right, we need to choose him. We need to take him with us. We need to be including him in our lives. We need to be intentional with that time with him. We need to be craving that intimacy with him. And we need to brace for impact. So what does, what does all of this look like for you? Okay, maybe there's one of those I words, right, that's standing out right now. Or maybe, maybe it's all of them. What does growing in your relationship with God look like? It could be, it could be you know that you need to grow in that area of knowing and understanding and hearing God's voice. Okay, and and that can be done. That can be done just by tweaking your day, setting aside some some you and God time. Okay, it could be waking up early and just sitting with God. It could be opening up your Bible again for the first time because you you've put it off. Okay, it could be signing up to a Bible app. Okay, it could mean. It could mean actually just pressing the pause button for a bit. With all your decision making, right, instead of rushing in like you always do, maybe it's time to stop and pause and maybe ask God what he thinks. It could be a time of bringing in some much needed accountability into your life. Time to Establish that mentor maybe in your life, someone that you can go to, can keep you accountable, but can can um, can build into your life, can pray with you. I'm I'm fortunate. I have some just uh, some amazing people in my life that I can I can go to and I can talk, I can share, and I can pray, and they can speak into my life. So maybe it's time for you to do that. And or maybe spiritually, right? Maybe spiritually this morning you're you're struggling. You're holding on to something that you can't let go of. And you feel like it's got this stronghold over you and there's just it feels like there's no moving forward. Well, maybe for you, if that's you, it's it's time for that Abraham moment, right? It's time just to let it go to trust God to trust God no matter what. And so as we start, as we start to grow in these areas, okay, as we start to grow, I know this is where that increase happens. That increase will come if we start growing in these areas. You know, God is a good God, hey? God is a good God and He desires so much goodness for us. He desires to pour just love out onto us. He desires to fill us up completely, yeah, just to our hearts are full, our cup is overflowing. He desires an abundant life. He desires to enlarge our territories. It's time that we take God with us. Yeah. Father God.
Father, I just thank you for your love. Thank you for creating. Thank you for creating me, Lord. Thank you for creating us. And thank you that you created us just with this purpose. And really, as our Father, all you desire, we understand that all you desire is for us to be with you, for us to take you along with us. Lord, I pray, I pray right now for the people in this room, Lord. I pray for the people watching online, Lord. I just pray, God, that this week, God, this week we can make a change, that we can be intentional (laughs) with our relationship with you. Even if it's just like that one, a small step, a small change starting today could be that time, just spending that time with you. It could be letting go of something. And if it's that, Lord, I just, I speak freedom. I speak freedom into people's lives right now. Lord, if people are holding on to something, God, that's just been blocking this, that, you know, they want to they wanna go to that next level. They don't know how, but there is there's just something blocking them, Lord. Would you break chains this morning, God? We'll never understand how much you love us. We won't. But Lord, thank you. We can understand that your desire for us is to just be with you daily. So Lord, would you bless us now, God? Whatever you've got in store for us, Lord, would you release that now? Would you release that now in Jesus' name? You're a good God, Lord. You are so good. You are so good, Lord. We honour you. We honour you. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.